0: Hello everybody, this is your host Ken Boone with Whiskey Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in and checking out these amazing interviews. On occasion, you may notice that these are originally formatted and uploaded on YouTube. You may hear an occasional swish, a different sound referencing some type of visual, so I apologize in advance, but we do... Record to YouTube and then upload to podcast. So, if you guys would like to check out the visual side of the podcast, please feel free to go to YouTube and search Ken Boone Whiskey. Thank you so much for tuning in, and again, thank you for your support.
1: This is Jeff, uh, being Jeff, and about to crash through a thin layer of ice. Woo! <laughs>
0: Good evening, everybody. This is Whiskey Wednesday Weekly. Thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. As you can see, I'm really decorated up. I mean, my hair's like nothing in it. I got a Padres Jersey. We're actually at a pretty interesting setup. Uh, we're actually at the Stryler's Desert House. So uh, We've been to the Stryler's Wine Cellar five episodes. And ironically, we're here this weekend. And I've got a guy named Jeff Mita. Flew in from Connecticut, uh, not to be here with me or anything, but he's got a friend that uh, he drove out or flew out to sea and um, I, I got a story last night and we're just like drinking and I'm like, this guy has freaking got too much to tell. I mean, he's been through some stuff. So you enjoy his interview tonight. Uh, listen, like, subscribe. I mean, this guy, um, he's got a pretty good story. We Why are Tammy and Mila in the show? I don't know. Uh, probably because we were just hanging out eating French fries and you're going to see the French fries in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, um, you're going to like the show. We're definitely in and out. Ignore some of the noises you might hear. Uh, we've got some people floating time. about. This is definitely real time. No no set. <laughs> this is not your normal show that I do, but I think you'll like it. So sit back, enjoy, and uh, thank you so much for joining.
1: When I, uh, I graduated college in 89, uh-huh. worked construction for three years, the construction Part of my life was a lot different than being in college college was just a blast. Oh, yeah when I got out of school I was you know the, the uh, economy had just crashed and and. Um, in the 90s correct the late yeah, 90s. Yeah. That was the no, first time. No, no, no 89 no. to 90 oh, 90 okay. 90, everything fell off cliff That's right in remember
0: 90 because I was in construction a, a few years uh-huh. after that and they said you in 90 it was really bad Yep. okay Yep, real bad, got yeah. it. and
1: I was You know doing labor stuff, and working six days a week, 10, 12 hours a day, and and I was just very bored with my life after three years and decided I needed a change. Right. And I decided that as you're going to drive to uh, the uh, Arctic Circle via Alaska, right. from Connecticut, or oh. Tierra del Fuego, the southern tip of South America. Those were your two choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Um, couldn't really make up my mind so I flipped the quarter it came up tails I said all right guess I'm driving south Wow. oh okay drove across the u.s. spent a couple of months driving across the country huh. I bought an old Jeep Bought a, a an old 78 like
0: or '82. like CJ7 exactly are CC, you serious CC, CJ7 that'd be yep. nice if you still had that it would probably worth a ton of money right yeah, yeah. it would be yeah um,
1: we uh, I left. I left in January, January of '94, and right before I left, we had this huge snowfall, and I had some friends over at my parents' house, and uh, you know I was worried that my Jeep would be stolen down there because right. you know even though it was 15 years old at the time or 20 years old or yeah. whatever it was, it was still a fairly nice looking Jeep. Right. So I decided to burn it. And we threw a bunch of gasoline on it. Gasoline. You set it on fire.
0: Set it on fire. Yep. Not Instead so that, not so that
1: the not so that the entire thing completely burned up. And oh, I see. To the just ground, make it
0: look like it was not worth anything. It looked like it That's came right out of idea. Mad Max.
1: You know, it was all all burned up. All the paint burned off of it. <laughs> I actually classic. I burned it maybe just a little bit too much. The windshield cracked <laughs> cracked in half. But uh, my my dad was kind of funny. He filmed it, and at, at one point I was standing on top of it, throwing some gasoline from the top, and. So at an early age, you've always
0: make. been into fire. Because last night we went into that. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize you set your Jeep on fire, just to make. It, I mean, like you've really been into fire for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. yeah. such a boy thing. But he's like exceptionally good at fire. It sounds like. I mean, he's had some blow up stories. That, yeah, it's funny. So anyway, that was good, good before videos. you went south, correct? Mm-hmm. That Dude was like your out. decision to go it's south. Preparation. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Right before I yeah. left.
1: Yeah. yeah. The other thing, knowing the. Uh, the uh, Mexican people are so religious. You uh-huh. know, they get all this um, religious figurines. Right. by right. a church. They do, th- yeah, do this yeah. thing, yeah. and, and uh, so I had a, a bunch of crosses and a little statue of Mary and a whole bunch of religious stuff, just to kind of right to kind like, of blend in, in yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe if I get pulled all over by the federales down there, maybe they'll think I'm a nice religious boy. Right, right, right. Take it easy on me. That's well, a good idea. Yep, those Pretty those smarter, lasted right? only a couple of weeks before they were all stolen. <laughs> <laughs> they stole every single one of them off my dashboard. Yeah, board. the Jeep's probably <laughs> open, right, most of the time. There was no, I, I had I had a hard top. Oh, okay. And, um, well, that was only for part of the ride, I think. By the time I got to, like, Arizona, I got, I got tired of it. I just, I jettisoned it. Oh. I, I undid it, and I just kind of, like gave it a little push on right. the highway in the it. middle of nowhere and it just flew off and landed in the desert somewhere. And from that point, I just had a little bikini top on on, yeah. on the Jeep. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is all I needed. A big steel box that I had uh, bolted and welded into the back where oh, I could okay. lock up my real Oh, there you go. Yeah, anything that was like
0: personal, you just leave it in there and then... Yeah, although I did business. have a lot of
1: stuff in my Jeep that eventually
0: right. got stolen along the way. But, Jeez. But, um, so what? you said you had a friend with you? decided so, to go or did he come So a,
1: a cousin, he came after the first year. Oh, you were there by yourself for a year then? A, a year traveling, yep. yep.
0: And so you went to
1: Mexico? I drove across the U.S. Okay. Um, to San Diego. Okay. Where? Um, from d- Connecticut, correct? From Connecticut, and I, I I did have my 357 Magnum with me, which okay. I, I hid on my Jeep, and I wanted Smart. to make sure. I knew I was going to be very, very alone, and everybody kept telling me, you're going to get... You're going to get killed, yeah, go to right, Mexico, right, right. Zapatista Revolution. Right. Uh, it's really, really bad down there. And all those uh, things are probably
0: true. It, it, it all <laughs> was true, yeah. Right. So I thought they were trying to scare you. It was
1: real. So that the... Uh, actually, I haven't had a sip of this yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I found a good spot to hide it. Okay. I, I let the windshield down. And there's a, a big area behind me, the dashboard. I hollowed it out, and I, oh, I put no. the pistol there. And I called my buddy, who's a state trooper at the time. I said, "Come on over." Comes over. He's like, "Yeah, yeah what's up?" I said, "Well, I just hid my three fifty seven Magnum in here, and I want you to search it like you would search any criminal." Oh, you, you just oh, oh, right, said, right, "In right. there,
0: search it like you would." That's I search it, see if you find it.
1: So he spent like five minutes doing a routine search. He's like really in here I yeah said, oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah here. i'm not lying yeah i showed him where it was he's like ah oh, you're golden, and no one's going to find that so wow. that made me feel a little bit better that's nice yeah but when i got to san diego i have uh i had i had some buddies in san diego who i knew from the east coast and i told them i had that pistol with me and and, and they all had like a little uh Intervention and told me how danger it was going to be, and how the, the Mexicans were going to catch me, and they were going to slam meat hooks through my ankle and you know, hoist me up to the ceiling and lock me in a jail for the rest of my life. And they they convinced me to send it back, so I, I, I mailed it back. Oh uh, my god, unreal! And I wish I had it with me because
0: right. uh, <laughs> it would have came in handy a few times. Sir.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't need it to save my life, but I was sleeping on the beach alone a lot. Right, and, right. And, yeah. Yeah. and you know, everybody kept telling me there's banditos everywhere, and yeah. they're, they're gonna, you know, every time you pick up a newspaper, it's, you know, this guy got macheted up by the, by the crowd, and, and I, I certainly did have a, a a very similar run-in where I, I was chased by a, a a mob in Guatemala, and that's maybe a little bit farther along in the story, I don't know if I should jump to that right now, or, I'll jump to that and then back up, so, in the middle of nowhere in Guatemala, I'm I'm in one of these, um, they call them, uh, what do they call them, like, town markets, where they sell all kinds of like, you know, food yeah. and dirty vegetables that are <laughs> washed in the uh, the the open sewer at oh, the side okay. of the street. That's why Dude. everybody gets sick and you can't. Now, hold. That on. Stuff.
0: I don't want to stop your story. I'm not a big geography guy. Is <laughs> Guatemala in Mexico? No, no, no. Guatemala so. it's is its is, own. Is country. Central
1: America. Okay. So Mexico is. Um, um, Mexico is, is is actually North America, but it's considered the right. the, the lead country of, of Central America, and Guatemala is, is the first country south
0: of Mexico. Oh, so yeah. but you it, you it touches. It touches. Yeah. Holy God, you drove that far south. Is that you hard went, hard. I know oh, you I went, went, I went. I went further. But <laughs> I, well, I was thinking south of Mexico. You went all the way where the land stopped I, I just skipped the whole
1: story of Mexico. but no, that's fine. In, in yeah. Guatemala. Uh,
0: <clears throat> wow.
1: You know, I I spent uh, a a year in New York City with my cousin, and you know New Yorkers are very fast, 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 go, yeah, go, go, and, yeah, yeah. and, yes. and this guy's always walking a million miles an hour. I can barely keep up with him, so I I learned this faster pace right. when I was in 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 New York City, and everything is ultra slow south of the border, <laughs> and ultra. You know, I had some shopping to do or something. and I'm, I'm you know, yeah, no, going I'm going yeah. through this this bazaar, whatever the heck they they call it, looking for my my things and buying some stuff, and there's a one-legged Guatemalan who is <laughs> standing with his crutch out in the aisle, and yeah. here I am, you know, a beeline going, oh, and, and I kind of trip right. know, over the guy's crutch, and the right. guy falls he on falls. the ground. This is and and oh here no. I am, the only white guy, gringo, and right. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, like, oh, like, oh, sorry, dude, should I help you? And the guy's like yelling at me. In seconds, the whole crowd is absolutely incited. They're all pointing at me and like, get him, look, oh knocked down god. one-legged Jose, and you know, <laughs> and and seriously, they're running after me. They got machetes. <laughs> seriously? I just.
0: Yeah. They're I'm like they're better. you're are bolt, bolting at this They time. all got machetes. Right, right.
1: So and that's not unusual. That's they all the got thing. machetes yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the way they punish you, the it's all mob mentality down yeah. there. Yeah. There's no justice anywhere, so I mean oh if, if something, somebody does something real bad and you get locked up and you got any money at all, your father just goes down there pays the police chief and you're on the street. So the, the, the people take justice into their own hands and that's
0: how they do it. They chop people up with yeah. machetes right in the street in front
1: of everybody. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had to run for my life for that one.
0: Yeah. Mm. Wow. Hey, you can get some fries, Alex. We've all eaten. Is it rolling? Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. We're rolling. So, Dude. Jeff's just telling us about Guatemala. I thought maybe you were interviewing. It is, okay. but it's just a very good one. It's a different, It's a um, unique style. A different format. Yeah. Jeff's eating french fries <laughs> and mustard and... Word, word. Nice. So it's a Whiskey Wednesday like no other. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, so that was, you spent a year. How long did it take you to get from Mexico to Guatemala? Just curious. Approximately one year. Oh, really? So, okay. I, I so drove down. A year.
1: I drove down Baja. Okay. And I drove, um, From Ensenada, I drove, uh, it would be east, so I drove back across Baja to a place called uh, San Felipe, and then maybe 50 miles south of San Felipe is a a place called uh, La Bahia de um, Luis Gonzaga, and... It took me. It took me days to get there in my Jeep and four wheel drive, creeping along in the granny gear. I mean, that's how bad the the, the roads are all right. boulders right. and landslides and rocks, and it's the most absolutely amazing place. And I told Alex the other day that when I was in the center of this little tiny village, on right. driving on the on the one road in the sand. There's a sign that says, "Look up." You're on the town agree. runway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, my good. God. You were on the road, but it was also the it's also uh, yeah, it's, oh it's God, airport. It's an airport. So, anyway, you're it's on the same runway. Same little
1: town. Yeah, classic. They have a uh, defunct phone booth that was right. probably bought from the States because it said telephone booth or whatever it said. Right, right. Just sitting there in the middle. And it, and it also said library. Oh. And so they had, they had books in there. Oh, my and God. And the townspeople just came, took a book. Put a book back. Really, very interesting place.
0: <laughs> and what city was that? That, that Los Gonzales or whatever. La Bahia de Luis Gonzaga. <laughs> I only want to say that because Luis Gonzalez, <laughs> Gonzalez is a baseball player. Gonzaga. So when you say that, you're like, Bohemian uh, well, Luis, and I keep wanting to think <laughs> you're going to say Gonzalez. Well, for that, I'm actually going to take a pause myself because even though we're doing an interview, I am going to drink a whiskey that I have not had yet. So mm-hmm. even though this is an unusual episode, we still have six bottles of whiskey. and uh, I'll definitely try some. This is Slaughterhouse. So it's a new bottle, I just opened all no, these I'll, tonight. I'm gonna put some ice in there. Oh, okay, no worries. That's right. Yeah, you can have it however you want it. But usually the warm does actually taste a little bit different when you, not saying better, it just has a, because I'll have these later on ice and I'm always like, well, that's a whole different flavor than yeah. I had before. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a I weird deal. I noticed that too yeah. when we did our Did TV. you? Know? Yeah, 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 it's so weird. I liked huh? it so
1: much better like that. Yeah, yeah. here, I'll ice. take
0: that. No. So let's try this real quick. What are you guys oh, doing? this is yours, sorry. Okay. For the future. So we're gonna do slaughterhouse are You gonna have some? No. Yeah. Are you gonna taste some right now? Yeah. Right, let's pour it. Let's go. Your little thing. Get your little redneck shot glass up there. Up there, top shelf, top shelf, little bag. Yeah. Top shelf, baby. Top shelf. That's a, a little bit of a little bit of a bite to it. Yeah, it does. But there's and, two. And a unique taste. Um, so let's go back a little bit. So you Ooh. went to Guatemala, you, you've you been through Mexico. So, so I didn't tell you anything about Mexico yet, but... Yeah. No, you hit, no, I'm oh, not going to skip Mexico. I'm saying you did the whole town, that, like, that whole runway thing just now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Mexico, though, Yeah, correct? and then there's no
1: way to go farther south. There's no road, so I had to go Got back it. up through San Felipe okay. to the main, I guess, whatever it is, that main Baja one, all the way down to La Paz. Okay. Which I know that... Oh, La Paz!
0: La Paz! Yeah, that's on, that's close to Cancun, like two hours. I mean, Cabo. Sorry. Like two and a half Cabo. hours yeah, from yeah, Cabo, very okay. yep, yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: the, uh, the capital of Baja, California. So. Oh, okay. Nice.
0: And, um, you know, I thought that... <laughs> La Paz that... must have been tiny back in those days. Like, not very populated back then. La Paz? Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's sure it's totally small... different now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, know, in the 90s, a that's 25 years ago. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I thought that I would be able to do this entire journey and uh, on six grand that I okay. had saved. And... Um, what I did was I had six different places on my on my jeep where I hid the money mm. so I unbolted my gas tank and uh-huh. just lower the gas tank just a little bit and I had this piece of metal that I had, had a thousand bucks and right. I bolt the gas tank back up <laughs> on my firewall lift up the hood I had a fake compartment that yeah, you had to unbolt it. it. Yeah. I had another thousand bucks. I sprayed it with all black gunk and grease all over it. Yeah, so, and, and I'm all assuming you had a thousand, thousand
0: where the gun was too, right? <laughs> because the gun was gone, so you must also well put a thousand there.
1: So the um, well, yeah, that was that was in the dashboard. One spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, had, awesome. I had money, and then I had like smaller amounts of pesos, easily accessible for bribes, which I okay. paid. Constantly, really. Constantly. Oh, in in Mexico, every single, everywhere, every yeah. cop I went, I had a bribe. Especially in, in the Mexico. local towns,
0: it sounds like, yeah, because you weren't in like the resort areas, you were like living. <laughs> right, local. right, right. Yeah,
1: and so, anyways, um, I blew through a. a like, like, half my money by the time I got to, like, La Paz. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm like... i am like, I got a lot left to go. <laughs> I'm like, i got a long ways to go to, <laughs> are to get there. What were you buying in
0: Mexico for $3,000? Well, no, I mean, I,
1: I spent a couple of months getting across the, the States to the oh, U.S. Okay. And yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, was so in that was part cheap of Cheap hotels and <laughs> right bars, <laughs> and I spent, um, you know, uh, multiple weeks in... Um, in, in uh, Tucson Tucson mm-hmm. Tucson Arizona or some some little town there I can't remember I think it was Tucson, and where I had a, a, a buddy from the same group these guys that I that I know f- uh, from this uh, annual canoe race we used to go to out uh, in the Pine Barrens in in southern New Jersey, and he uh, this guy is a pretty pretty brilliant guy but he was a little bit younger than me and just out of college and he lived in this big kind of a. Um, Rented an an apartment with a a number of guys and it was pretty much a retirement complex with, uh, I would say, 75-year-old retirees, elderly, and like 25% hippies. So it was this weird little... Kind of, I don't want to call it a commune, but right. it was—it kind of was. Right. You know, they're all barefoot. It wasn't with labeled no that jobs way, but it was and, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like the 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 elderly. They would take care of the, my my friends and try to give them worldly guidance because they're like all the little
0: like. Little Yellow Deli. Yeah.
1: They're all barefoot. My my, my, my one buddy. Yeah. He was yeah. the. They all looked up to him. And he was the most responsible one because he was selling shoes out of the back of his car. <laughs> he
0: was the most responsible.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's selling shoes, right? So. So um, that was Constantine. So uh, me, Constantine, and two other guys decided we're going to drive to the Grand Canyon. I mean, that would be great. I'd love to see the Grand Canyon. My Jeep was all beat up and stuff, and and um, so we, we started out. I think it was a four-hour drive. We got about three and a half hours, and the Jeep's completely broken down on the side of the road, and we didn't really know what to do, so we broke up the frozen hot dogs and a blowtorch that I had, and just... <laughs> <first> and <laughs> Instant hot dogs. Oh my God! And uh, the jeep was pretty messed up, so I had a, I had to uh, basically get. Uh, I had a hitch. I forget how that how I did this. I jump over the barrier. I had a hitchhike with a, Get an eighteen wheeler to pick me up. And I, I don't even remember the story, but we never made it to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> we had to drag the jeep three and a half hours back to the hippie commune and and get a bunch of engine work done on it. And this was on your way this is on, on my way. On my way to San Diego. And that was... On my, way to, on my way to Sa- San yeah. Diego. right, right, yeah. So okay. i say goodbye. I'm just giving you some, some no, backdrop on no, no, how, how saying, I blew, like, yeah, blew, yeah, yeah, blew yeah. my yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, a lot of... <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in La Paz, and I'm like, crap, I blew through half my money. I got thousands of miles to go before I get to... Uh, Diana del Fuego, and people are like, oh, you know, are you going to work work along the way? Well, I have a lot of tools with me, blow torch and solder and, you know, everything, but what am I going to make, like like 50 <laughs> cents a day, you know? So, right. Um, I was, uh, I also, I brought along a, a guitar that I got out of a pawn shop for like 100 bucks. I'm like, I'm going to teach myself guitar, which I was you know, making some progress. I had a little book to teach myself the notes, and, and I would... <laughs> you had a
0: lot of free time, I'm sure, just driving across, I, I would I mean, think uh, about it. I, so I, would, I would meet these people
1: along the way, like, especially in the surf camps in, in, in Mexico. I'd come to these surf camps, oh, yeah. and, and um, you know, none of them had any money, and I was the only one with a mask fin snorkel and a spear gun, oh, and so go. I'd go and I'd, I'd shoot a lot of fish and bring them back and feed everybody, and they'd lend me their surfboards and teach me some... Chords on the guitar, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah, a um, movie. Well, no, he said he he said he did this whole experience just to kind of like like just get worldly, yeah, get just worldly. something to yeah. do, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Make my you life a so bit. much though out of it. Yeah, yeah can So imagine.
1: so, I'm like, there's a, a world famous um, taco lady in 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 La Paz. Really? She's been oh. featured on different shows. She has wow. this gigantic uh, taco cart with like. Twenty or thirty different kinds of famous sauces and stuff wow. for tacos, and uh, I I met these homeless guys um, out out on the pier when I was fishing. I had a fishing pole too, it, I'm anything with a fishing pole. But met these homeless guys fishing, and and uh, one of them actually could play the guitar, so he was teaching me some guitar, gee, teaching me some some, some some chords, and you know it occurred to me like these guys like. They're poor. They have no jobs, no money, and they survive. I said, you know what? If these guys can do it, I'm going to do it. I said, I know I can go a couple of weeks without spending a dime. The right. only thing that I'm going to need to buy is water. Right. And so... Yeah, because
0: there you can't drink the water, right? right? Yeah.
1: So so we, we, we did catch some, some fish, you know, a few days here and there. And, oh,
0: God. You're really waiting that long to eat?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we, we ate a little bit. I'm saying here yeah, or there. That's what I mean. Yeah. And like, there was this big ab- abandoned hotel where we were camped out in front of this hotel, and there were uh, some security guards that ran us out a couple of times. Uh, so you we were fitting in with the
0: locals, basically the homeless locals. Yes. You were like, hey, I'm exactly. gonna hang out with you and learn. I'm gonna adopt your style. Exactly. Very, so, very
1: cool. So now, uh, a couple of days, a couple of solid days went by with no food, okay. no fish, no food. Ooh. And uh, this, uh, Dude, this, this guy this, um, who I was hanging out with and learning guitar from, I don't remember his name, but he was the, <laughs> the biggest guy, he's kind of fat, yeah. and he says, I know where we can get some fish. I said, well, where? He says, well, there's a little port, you know, an hour south of La Paz where the big ships come in, and we will go and we will ask them for a tuna when the ship comes in. Okay. I said, yeah, that's what I said. I said, okay, sounds great. Yeah, right. yeah, Tuna sounds great. Yeah. Right. So drive my Jeep over there. I just can't wait to hear this. And he says to me, he says, you, being a gringo, you have to hide behind the rock. Because right. if they see you and you're a white guy, they're not going to give us anything. Right, right. I said, okay. So, and it's a Big fishing boat, right, right. you know, and they, they the kind that where they they flash freeze the tuna. Yeah. So they throw down a frozen tuna. It was like four feet long yeah. or something. Okay. So they so do. Ro- we got this. We got this nice frozen tuna. We strapped it to my roll bar, right. and now we got to now we got to go cook <laughs> it somewhere. You
0: know, 4 foot So
1: we we went back. We picked up the other the other two Mexicans. So there's four of us now and we drove to, I don't know, drove to the desert somewhere yeah. on the side of the road, we made a fire, and it's like hot, oh, it it's really, really hot. Oh,
0: oh, okay, daytime. Daytime. All right, yeah. Daytime. So it's pretty hot. It's daytime, hot. Yeah, it's hot. Summertime, and yeah. we got
1: this big fire going, and there's like some herd of like wild cattle, you know, they're, they're somebody's cattle, they're not wild, right. but They they's, roam. they just roam, yeah, and they're yeah. coming right through my little camp where I've got the, the the fish cooked and I had to grab this big like log and try to steer the cows around my around my food and away from my fire, and uh, we feast. Okay, so uh, part this is backing up one second. Yeah, after we got this. Big fish. I went to the taco lady and I bought a bunch of sauces oh. and a whole, whole bunch of uh, tinfoil. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we slow roasted this thing with all their delicious
0: sauces yeah. and we feasted. You should have. I mean, that thing probably fed you and more, right? Well, it would have. So yeah. now, Uh-oh. So, so now <laughs> we, we, we
1: pack up the rest of the fish and they say, Oh, we, we know a great beach to go to. Let's go oh, swimming because it's huh. so damn hot. Right. And uh, Park, you know, on the side of the road and there are lots of people in the water swimming, we swim in the water and right. and go back to the Jeep and somebody stole the fish and they stole my sleeping bag. Oh, so no. and, and a few other things got stolen out of there, you know, whatever whatever. So they basically ransacked
0: your Jeep. Sure. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep, they ransacked it. Yep. Wow. And uh, um, there, gosh, I was in some kind of a, a little nightclub down there when it got raided by the police, and, um, basically, um, they, they said, we have reports of, of, of a gringo down here, and we, we know who reports you are. Reports of a gringo. Yes. We, There's one
0: solo gringo down here. We know there. who <laughs> you
1: are, and we want you to leave. Oh, wow. And I said, uh, Okay. So, um, You're the guy that rolls with the three
0: homeless guys. Man. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's dangerous. That's so, terrible. That's so terrible.
1: I, I, I put the uh, I put the jeep and myself on a, on a ferry, mm-hmm. and we went off to Mazatlan, off to the oh, mainland.
0: yeah, Mazatlan. Okay. And um, never been there, but I know that one. I yeah.
1: have a uh, had a had a buddy that I knew as an exchange student in in Guadalajara, okay. so I had to get from Mazatlan to Guadalajara, okay. and this jeep. Was constantly breaking down along the way. You heard one story, but the thing was constantly breaking down. And um, my uh, transmission—it was a standard—so the thing like halfway fell out of the Jeep and Mm -hmm. blew up and broke some gears in the middle of the desert, the middle of nowhere. Mm. And uh, it's there's just one road. Yeah, not many people come by, and and, uh, it took me oh, I want to say a solid. Day. I spent a night there broken down, took a solid day until I found a guy in an 18-wheeler who was uh, willing to help me get to the next Crossroads, okay. uh, which i wow, which a few hundred miles up, and, and we uh, tied my Jeep bumper to bumper to the back of the 18-wheeler. And he said, you have to sit in the, oh, and we had a tire. Right. There was a tire between the two bumpers, oh, right, and we, we latched it, it yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And he's right. like, you have to be in it, and you have to, you know, hit the brakes or steer or whatever, right. not that it's going to do real lot of good. And I had a stick. Right. I mean, and I was, yeah. I'm behind the I a right. stick You had a stick. With, with a, no, yeah. no, no, no. A stick, a wood, like a branch. Oh, oh you actually. With, with, a, with a white piece of T-shirt. And the idea was I had to hold oh. it out so he could see it. Right. If... I was about to die, or some other <laughs> yeah. emergency. Yes. Only, that was your emergency only way, flag. <laughs> only way to communicate with the driver. Right. So at least he gave me the ride. I mean, you yeah, he yeah, towed me told yeah. for like eight hours or oh, something. He neutral oh, in. Yeah. Yeah, then. Yeah, you just rode yeah, the yeah. be like, "Yep." Stop. When you saw his brake light comes on, oh my. god Yeah, because I would like he would hit <laughs> the brake and I like yeah. kind of hit the truck and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so. Holy cow. He drops me at the next intersection, and because, you know, Guadalajara was, like, to the left, and yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. straight. <laughs> can you imagine?
0: <laughs> this country this way. <laughs> you know, I'm back <laughs> It's almost like what I'm saying here in Mexico, yeah. like, hey, you made wrong this turn. Yeah. Last, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> well I'm going to actually, before you go into that, I'm going to do the blade and bow now, because I'm starving for this. So you don't have to do it right now. You can do your. <gasps> God. I'm I'm I really want to try this. It's been irking me so. I much. will try that as well when that I. Yeah, yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. I know you'll try it. Oops, oh, sorry. That's like that's three dollars right there. Yeah. Um. So so that was so we already went to Guatemala, uh, Guadalajara on one story, correct? Uh, uh no, not yet. So. <laughs> no, you had said you. I'm on my way there. I thought you had a story earlier though about it, and then you jumped back that to Mexico. Guatemala. This is, oh is uh, this is Guadalajara, which is a city. This is
1: Guadalajara, which is a city in Mexico. In in Jalisco is the state, so it's okay. a city. And uh, I spent at least another twenty four hours at this crossroads, which had a big gas station, and truck drivers would stop there. And um, I difficult. convinced uh, I convinced a guy with a, who had an empty eighteen wheeler to open the back door, and we put my jeep up in what? T- inside. And uh, he said, you know, he said, this, we're supposed to have papers, it's illegal, it's going to have to charge you like 300 bucks to right. get you to Guadalajara, which is a lot of money, you guys right. go in there anyways, yeah. but I don't, <laughs> yeah. know how, I don't know how long it was, but... He's going there. You're like, oh, the 300
0: dollars in gas to go, <laughs> whatever, yeah. Well, I was stuck, I had yeah. no options. He so. knew that, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he said, if anybody, you know, we get stopped, which we will, it's just pull the sunburner down and don't look, don't yeah. let them know you're a gringo, and maybe we'll get away with it. So... He dumped me on the edge of uh, um, Guadalajara somewhere, and somebody somehow towed me somewhere. I called my friend. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. But it took another three weeks to get it fixed once it,
0: once I was in Guadalajara. So what were you... Okay. So let's let's pause for a second. So when you have a Jeep that's broke for three weeks, what are you doing? Just staying in a, a, a street?
1: So No, no, no. So I, I luckily I had this friend. Oh, okay. In, oh, in, that's
0: right. That you were going okay, to had see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I stayed with his family. Yeah. And uh, you I actually, eat real food and everything now, right? You're yep, back to yep, being like r- r- getting bigger and plumper and being a normal person. R- r- <laughs> real food, yeah. <laughs> um, and
1: uh, I, I must have spent a couple of months there. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing uh, six six weeks, maybe six oh, eight weeks nice. at, at his house. Yeah. You
0: know, a lot of it was waiting for the Jeep to be fixed. Right. And then. Um, so and what then, did you do for? I mean, did you like surf every day? And now you're like a normal. So person? So it, it, it's inland. It's, it's, oh, it's okay. So stripping. what did you do for entertainment at that point? I mean, you're a young. So, guy. Hanging out with my buddy. We're yeah, going just, out at night. He okay. had a pretty sister. We nice. okay. um, so we all <laughs> go
1: we all go out. Right. So now <laughs> you're <laughs> just living <laughs> like a normal life for a little while. Like a little of bit. Craziness. Yeah. Craziness. Now you're exactly. like, all right, cool. Yep. 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 Spending again, yeah. Spending money again, going out drinking. Yeah. And no working. No
0: temporary job or anything. Just no, no. Again, I would I would
1: earn nothing. It makes no sense to to try to work. And well, I just didn't
0: know because you're with the family. Maybe they're like, oh, I got a my dad runs a company. Work for yeah. Okay. Yeah so that's very
1: cool they took care of you though yeah so and and every step of the way by by the way i didn't i didn't tell you when i was in san diego they're like don't go to baja that's right. the, the zapatista revolution that's over the war zone right. don't right. go Yeah. media everybody blows everything out of proportion to go to baja is the most beautiful peaceful thing in the world right you, know, you couldn't imagine it's like yeah. the garden of eden you know <laughs> So, but, but then every step
0: you go, there's and someone they're warning like, you about. They're, and they're
1: like, don't go to the mainland. Whatever right. you do, that's where the war is. So now I drove from Guadalajara back to the, basically back to Mazatlan with my plan to drive all the way down the coast, every yeah. bit of the coast, until okay. I get to Chiapas, which is the southernmost state, which is actually where the war is. Mm-hmm. And every time I go from one state to the next, you know, like that one? Yeah, I like it. They yeah, all tell me don't go. There's all kinds of banditos. They're gonna just jump out in front of you with a machine gun and and shoot you up and kill you and take your jeep and that's the end of you and nobody right, will ever. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. And so like there, I think there's eight states or whatever it was. They they get more every time they get more serious, and more serious warnings. Oh, right. yeah. But nothing happens. So right. now I'm gonna cross over to Chiapas, where the actual war is. And they're oh, like, God. do not go to Chiapas. You will be killed. And I but I knew another exchange student uh, in in. Uh, in Tuxla Gutierrez which is the capital and so I cross over in Chiapas no big deal I go to the main capital just totally normal like everything else mm. and now I tell my friends in Tuxa Gutierrez I'm going to Guatemala and there's only one road up over the mountains where the actual war is the fighting is taking place. And what place. year is this now? 1994. Okay. With the Zapatista revolution okay. and the leader comandante marcos was rumored
0: to be a gremlin i can't think he's lying cuz he's coming up with and some no. real shit like names and you still remember all that 94 yeah. wow of course i do yeah this is this is but well, you said something like i can't remember but that that you're remembering these amazing like yeah, yeah, real so, yeah so so yeah. and like <laughs> the, the zapatistas that's, what I'm that's like in your brain the, the, the yeah.
1: zapatistas always had their faces covered and, and marcos had some weird accent so you know, here i am i'm driving this jeep looks like it's right out of mad max got a big giant i beam bumper tools and gas cans and extra. Extra tires yeah, yeah, and axes, like <laughs> things been burned up on fire. I got yeah. a makeshift roll cage that I made out of right. street signs in yeah. in, uh, in, in Arizona. Um, and they see me, and they're, you know, so uh, many times the military would stop me. There'd be like eight or ten guys surrounding me with machine guns, right. pointing the machine guns at me while yeah. they, you know, searched my vehicle and asked me questions right. and checked my paperwork. But I mean, to be 100% honest with you, Never felt threatened. Right. I mean, it was no big it's deal. It's just that's their way. Yeah. So they that, were that's like, that's the way. You didn't. And, and they and they were, nice. yeah. they were nice. They were nice and they were polite. They're like, we gotta search you, whatever.
0: There's right. a Protocol. not yeah. Me. Um, what are you doing here, by the way? You're yeah, random, I know, yeah. random gringo in the middle of our country. I, mean, I, they, they, I don't,
1: don't want to skip this whole part of the story, but I'll just yeah. fast forward one bit. I was in uh, Nicaragua, and they, the federales surrounded me, and they all had their, their fingers on the triggers right. pointed at me while they searched me. And I, I did feel like they genuinely were looking for an excuse to shoot me. They, oh, really? They, no, they, they no, all, just do one thing, they right? They wanted just, that, to that. kill me. Oh, my for, God. For sure. <laughs> But, and,
0: and, uh, wow! And were you just like a little bit on that one? That was the one time you were like, okay, this is very well. Very I kind
1: of after that kind of beeline through Nicaragua, like straight <laughs> to Costa Rica. But
0: yeah. Well, there you go. That sounds better already. Oh, it was. So now you're in. You're in uh, uh, Costa Rica. I'm,
1: little going, little, I'm going yeah. back. I'm going back to to to, to Mexico now. Oh, okay. Just the end is, and and the military is everywhere. There, they got these installations everywhere. They. I, I was driving around with a friend, and the Mexican army had taken over the go-kart track. Okay. So they had tents everywhere, and they are all driving around the go-karts. And I said to my buddy, let's go go-karting. Yeah. I want to go. And he's like, what are you, crazy? He's right. like, you know, that's the military. we got to stay away from them. They had a bad, bad representative they're, they're no good. We, we can't go. And I'm like, well, of course we're going. Let's go. So drive over there, get into their little compound, and just start bullshitting with the Mexican army and talking to them. Next thing you know, we're racing around the go-karts, having a great time with them, posed for a photo. I said, hey, you think I could, you know, um, hold on to that M16, you know, for, oh, for yeah. a nice photo? Yeah. Thinking that they would pull the magazine out. and take, yeah, They handed it to me fully loaded, gave me the M16, yeah. gave, me, gave me a 9mm stuck in my, my pants. They gave me a big knife I had in my teeth. I got a picture of me with it, holding the M16, the, the pistol and a big yeah. knife in my teeth. That's hanging, awesome. Hanging with the military, so yeah. I'm
0: like, I the military. They're they're they're, they're yeah. not bad. These, yeah. these guys. Well, they, we do they, they think the you're. A, if you turn around and shoot them, you're going to be dead anyway, because the other 40 of them are going to kill you. So yeah,
1: like, we 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 already bonded with. Oh the right, yeah. oh, you, you know. were dicking around with me, yeah, i playing around, yeah. So, I'm now saying goodbye after many months to my my friends in in the and they're all warning me about driving through the war zone, and they said, look, they said what's going to happen what has been happening is that these villagers will pull a big chain or a big wire up across oh. the, the the road oh, and no. they'll, they'll block you right. and they and it's it's a toll you know an unofficial toll and they yeah. said you know they they, <laughs> no, they may it's, ask it's you so for scary. some money uh they, they may take all your money they may take all your possessions they may kill you and take your jeep right. or maybe you just give him a couple dollars and go there's, right. there's, no, telling, all, there's no telling what's yeah. going to happen yeah. <laughs> they said you, you need to you need to really think about that and, and uh, <laughs> before and, you go that and, way and, and prepare the, Well, it's not before you go that way that's the only way oh i got gotcha. you you couldn't turn around well if i wanted to quit and drive back to well i understand
0: but i mean that's what they were trying to basically say is you shouldn't even go that way yeah, more were, like, but more, more, that's more one of those things where you were like, they're telling you. Th- they were yeah. just trying to explain the yeah. situation. Yeah, to yeah me. you may be expecting to see this. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: so hearing that they might kill me and take my jeep, <laughs> I I made my mind up in advance. I'm not stopping. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm up up in the mountains and I I'm, I'm it's all muddy and then in four wheel drive and I come around this corner and there's like you know all the villagers and they're standing in the road and they they pull a oh, rope geez. up and i oh, just happened okay okay oh yeah this, this is is awesome. happened yeah i
0: know so insane. i just came to fruition down
1: shifted from third to second forward it and i'm on the, the horn and i'm speeding that i <laughs> going over all the potholes and i'm like i don't care i'm not stopping no oh, matter what yeah and uh they they dropped the rope dive out of the way they had pitchforks. That Throwing pitchforks and shovels, there was a little kid in the side of the road with a uh, slingshot shooting a rock at me.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, they're swearing at me. Car, car, yeah. Oh my they, god! They
1: would have, they would have butchered me. I mean, after that, if they, yeah, yeah, if, they, if, 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 if you, you were me. like, yeah, if they <laughs> but uh, but but I just <laughs> I just kept going. I yeah. got away. I mean, they so wooden you... you
0: let's go back. And to some of the guys go. had wooden guns. They had wooden. Yeah. Had wooden but rifles. when they pull a thing, is it to like a tax strip or is it to? To like, so you know, like a radiator high kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like radi- but radiator held high. held by hand, so
0: you hit it and it's yeah. coming out of their hands. They're going right. to so do you knew that, you're like, yeah, if I blow through this, it, they're going to drop it. It wasn't a big change yeah, yeah. from tree to tree. Tree to tree, tree yeah, yeah. A, okay. A yeah. Just a couple guys. There's a right? rope
1: with a big sign that said stop, toll, yeah. or
0: whatever.
1: <laughs> You're and, like,
0: and thank God you know, they warned me because I know boats. it's just a bunch of people and, standing and, there, and, yeah. and
1: a whole bunch of peasants with pitchforks and yeah, shovels yeah, yeah. and you know fake guns. And, oh, uh,
0: hey. That's that's classic. And then you just like, thank God for the warning because I'm just blowing through this bitch. I'm not. <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's laughs> I can sorry. see the kid. Ding, I mean, you know, a, reality no. is I, if, yeah, if, yeah, if I stopped you I have been pro- fine. probably yes, nothing yeah. would have happened. But I just, you know, they, you know, this has been they've been they've been prepping me and building this up in my mind for months and months and months that right I'm going to be killed by these people. You know.
0: Every step of the way. I know what you mean, like so you build it up, build it up, build it up, and you're like, this is it. If I this, stop, if I'm I stop, dying. This is, this is, my, this is, this is how I yeah, want to yeah, end, yeah. end my life. Classic. Alright, now where were you headed there?
1: Guatemala. Okay. So, So I got to Guatemala and I, I, I found this little village up in the mountains, Pana yeah. uh, Michelle.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, it is um, a huge lake, a volcanic lake with three big volcanoes that spark up around it. Right. And uh, it's the coolest little place ever. Um, that's awesome. It was like uh, always like 90, 95 during the day with zero humidity. Oh, okay. It never sweated so that's it. At good. night it dropped into the 50s, so oh. it's nice and cool. cool. You can sleep. Yeah. It's yeah. just a, a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and that was basically when my cousin, I got my cousin to quit his job on Wall Street. He flew down. Oh, to that, and, okay. This
0: is when. Yeah. he, uh, so he flew to
1: Guatemala. So he, I'm, I'm trying to remember if he, no, he actually, he actually flew into, uh, Tuxla Gutierrez in, in Mexico. Okay. And, uh, um. Then we, we made our way to, to Guatemala. Okay, I, I think so he was with was his, you at that time. I, I think yeah. I, I made the, the trip twice from Mexico. I went, to, I went
0: to Guatemala, I was there, and I think I had to go back to pick yeah, him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's pretty cool though. And that then there was another year, so it was two years total. Yeah, so he he, tra- he traveled with me for for another year. Got it. Yeah, and then where was that mostly at? In Guatemala Cent- or Central America? So okay, so now you're in Central America. Yeah, okay. and
1: we were involved with a, a phone company. You know, back then the phone companies in Central America and Mexico were all state-owned, so the the governments owned them, and they charge a you know it's like you know five dollars a minute to, right. to call somewhere. Right. And they have these big public calling stations and. You know, with the advent of the internet and computers, uh, right. my, my cousin found out about this callback service where basically, if you're in Central America, you could um, dial an 800 number that hits a computer in the States, okay. and the computer answers, and then you dial in a number in, say, Germany. And okay and so a lot of travelers would would use this 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 we, we set it up right, right, right. and they would uh, we set up all these little offices and um, it was certainly making money the problem is we had to hire the locals to run these little offices for us we had about 20 of them spread out through through Central America huh. and um, they were just robbing us blind wow this was all cash so I mean they they barely gave us enough money for us to pay our portion of the, the, the phone bill. Wow. And they, they just stole everything else. And we had uh, competition in, in, in Guatemala in a in a city called Antigua local uh, competition who uh, I guess they're kinda kinda dirty players, they they got the word back to us that if we didn't voluntarily close shop they were just gonna come and kill us. Oh wow. And those types of threats are, are not made lightly it, it was yeah. a serious, serious threat. They were gonna, they were, they were just gonna come shoot us or chop us up or, or whatever. Right. So we had to, we had to close that office. There was no, no choice. Oh wow! Okay. And eventually we ended up closing
0: mob because we we're getting ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, so you guys, um, so this whole time you're running a phone company in Guatemala, or Guatemala. Sorry. Uh, you,
1: Honduras, are, yeah. Honduras, in yeah. Oh, uh, Costa Rica, Geneva and, and Belize. So those four oh, those four countries nice. we had offices. Yeah. In. Huh. Wow. We spent a lot of time in. Yeah. In, in Honduras, uh, you probably heard of an island called uh, Roatan. Roatan. Yeah. Roatan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. in the in the early nineties, there was nothing there, and I had the opportunity to buy beachfront. One acre beachfront lots for a thousand dollars a piece. Okay. And didn't do it because we didn't have any money. Yeah, yeah. So it's still but I, I, I told my cousin we should, we should buy these. So we should figure out a way to buy them but right he wasn't interested and we really didn't have any money and they put the they ended up putting the cruise ships in right there so okay. um, those lots became you know multi million dollars yeah. a, Man, a, that a, a piece yeah a piece yeah just I miss, very quickly within, within, within 10 years yeah, yeah you
0: missed the opportunity only because you didn't have the money not because you were ignorant about it it's just you're like What well, I don't have a thousand dollars I can't shoot it out right yeah, that's what happened Wow exactly. that's yep. tough yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but so uh, then well the, uh, I'm actually doing their shot do you want something you want blade and bow yet you want to try that one or do sure. you want to try something else? Um, you can try Blade Bell. I'm going to try the... I mean, what, what is this? Is it good whatever you want? Well, you tell me you want the 70 Is that what you no, want? No, no, no. If, if if you think that tastes pretty good, I'll try it. It was good, but you're going to need ice because it does have a little bit of a... This one, though, that I'm doing is the Maker's Mark. and so I. So what? what is
1: the... Mark, the um, so I, I can't see without any glasses. Me what's, neither. What's the, uh, the, the... The. Oh, the proof?
0: Oh, I think it's probably like 46 45, 45,
1: 45, yeah. So that is what? The 90. 90. Yeah, yeah. that's not bad. No, it's not bad. That's, that's nice not as, super that's strong. Nice, that's nice yeah.
0: smell, actually. So the next part while you're pouring that in and we're gonna go into is I wanna talk a little bit about the uh, the part where you talk about where you were like furniture and, and, and how you kind of got involved in that and then okay. we'll finish with the part about where you're at now or last, you know, whatever, 25 years with the houses and stuff like that. We don't have to go into much detail about that other than how you got into it and sure. what you're doing. But I definitely want to hear about this furniture stuff that you did for okay, three so. years.
1: So we, we set up these offices, and we, we kind of got to the point where we, we did everything we had to do. We were going to go back to New York, where, where he had a studio apartment, go back and, and live in New York and, and run this little business from, from New York, which you know obviously did not work out because they were, were, were robbing us blind. So we, we had to quit that. Um, you know He was a pretty successful guy on, on, on Wall Street, he quit his job to travel with me. And, uh, we needed to do something to to make some money and he sure. knew this guy who did these uh, cleanouts in in new york uh, you know wealthy people pass away he goes and you know uh, gives him four or five hundred bucks and cleans the entire place out all these antique pieces of furniture and okay. and brings them to his storefront uh, down in the village and he's got he had like i don't know 15 or 20 ecuadorians i think uh, who did all the furniture repair <coughs> in the basement they're like master craftsmen right and yeah, just super um,
0: meticulous. Like yeah, know, yeah, yeah. know all the lathing and doing everything so good. Yeah.
1: Yep, and got a, got a lot of money for for, for all this furniture. You know, that, all the furniture and stuff that he was selling. Uh-huh. So we said, you know what? Let's 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 open our own store. Let's do something just like this. We uh-huh. do the exact same thing. We do the cleaning right, we, right. we do the whole thing. And so we were uh, walking around, looking at stores, trying to get ideas how we we're going to set it up. And and we we were we were in Soho and we we're walking. Uh, walking down the streets looking in this window and and we see uh guatemalan bed three thousand dollars and i'm like holy crap dave you know we could pick this stuff for five ten dollars a piece are you
0: serious yep exactly yep because of the sale the the, this in guatemala we could buy that stuff for five or ten bucks a piece for what they're asking three thousand dollars because it's guatemalan right yeah yeah, antique Guatemalan piece, right.
1: Spanish colonial, whatever it was. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so we're like, wow, that's a pretty big markup, you know, not realizing like the, the real costs involved. Sure. So, so we get back on our plane. We go down, we, we go down <laughs> to Guatemala, <laughs> and we start buying up all kinds of Spanish colonial furniture. And, and hold and on, stuff. hold on.
0: You went back to Guatemala because of this right. idea? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm saying you flew there now because yeah, you're familiar with the country. You lived there a year, roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's now you're good. like, dude, we know this is. So okay, I so, missed that part. Yep. So it had nothing to do with the buying in a house thing. You actually went to Guatemala to get this furniture. I mean, that's how. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so we, we
1: changed we changed gears from yeah. from antique American stuff that right. cleanouts to importing containers of Spanish colonial ah, furniture very from, from cool, Guatemala. Very cool.
0: So so okay, you completely changed gears on me. Not on your. I mean, I was still going thinking you were. So you went to back Guatemala to stock up on furniture, and you brought it back to the states. It, our our very first container of furniture that we
1: that we brought in. Um, That's brilliant. customs okay. said here. Here are these two meatball kids mm-hmm. bringing a container in from Guatemala. They they took everything out. We we had that thing so packed right. in there so. Were they thinking you were like out. bringing
0: drugs or something in? Well, they don't know. Right. So yes yeah, so they yeah.
1: they took everything out and and oh my god. And basically, when they put it back, instead of you know taking hours to meticulously fit everything back oh, yeah. in there, just they pretty much it. just bashed it in there with a forklift. and oh, bashed the living God. crap out of all our furniture and we were like devastated. All this broken furniture and uh, unrepairable? We, well, it looked like that, but we we did basically repair it, get it repaired as good as we could. Right, we right. found we found our own like go. you know our our own guys who, yeah, who could do it, and, can do it and we yeah. we, we, we we it made was an unexpected cost, though. You weren't oh, a thinking huge about it. you sitting there thinking, "This was is pristine, yeah. ready
0: to go," and then you got to yep. dump this money to have a guy fix it, just because otherwise you have a wasted container, right? Exactly, which oh, was like forty God. grand. Yeah, for, yeah. for Which we had, we didn't have any money. We right, had, you know, like credit cards, <laughs> or, car or yeah. and whatever. So, um,
1: we make a, a, a little makeshift catalog, yeah. um, you know, photocopy and got it to a bunch of stores and. And uh, sold everything pretty quick. Wow we got another another container. Okay. And we have uh, at, by this point we, we built up a, a, a network of people who would kind of unofficially work for us. They were pickers. They'd go up into the up into the mountains and little villages. and they knew when we were in town and they would all drive their pickups up to us really. And, and uh, we, got a, we, would, we would buy a lot of like real, real old antique doors. And
0: we would get uh, antique timber. So these local Guatemalans, you know, you had it where you were connected you'd go, they knew you were coming, and they would bring stuff to the bring, one spot or whatever to sell to you. Where, where we were, yeah. That's freaking they, pretty they, cool. They, they would, and we How would... How the frick did you call you called them on the
1: phone or what? Oh, no, 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 no telephones. I mean, word, word of mouth sp- sp- spreads. There was gringos spending money that, on an I mean, old, that's, that's the old crappy yeah. furniture.
0: That's the best part that you were like, you know, like, that, again, 90s, you know, we would at the time. If there was, maybe it was a very, very weird cell phone back then. No, 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 no not, yeah. not in not in Not Guatemala, where we yeah, were. Yeah, they were. were there, there were no cell phones, there. yeah. No, no network, anything. So um, then, uh, so so what happened to that career? You did that for three years. So it it actually
1: uh, grew very quickly. We were doing a very high-end rustic furniture, which is a tough thing to pull off because there's so much cheap, low-end, rustic stuff coming out of Mexico Got it. right over the border. Yeah. We, we had a, a higher-end stuff, but we had... A, you a name we, at this point, though, like people knew your stuff. Correct? Cedro, yeah. The name was Cedro. Oh, yep. okay. Basically, cedar in Spanish. Nice. And, uh, That's a good call. We we had started our own little iron iron factory down there, and we had uh, some guys that converted a mattress factory into manufacturing the line. Basically, yeah. what happened was we we would keep bringing these containers in, right? And, we, and making these makeshift catalogs. We had about 80 stores o- over the across the country that were buying from us. And there would be like six or seven guys like, Oh, we want that piece, but it's a one of a kind original. So right. you can only give it to one person. So that led to us designing a line of furniture based on, you know, classic Spanish colonial design aspects. And, right. And once we had an established line, then we could sell, you know, ten to that guy, twenty to that guy. And um, it, it did it did grow pretty quick. It got to the point where we were um, just about to I mean, we had people who wanted to order, you know, a thousand units of this or thousand right. units of that. We couldn't produce it because this is, you know, this is Guatemalan time. You know, they right. promise you, they promise you a load, and it, it's it's not, it's not ready. Right. You know, they, right. they, you know, we go down there, and it's only half made. So that's awesome. Basically, to to sum that up, we we we, we just got to the point where we said there's got to be easier ways to make money. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's I a lot I work, right, I can had imagine. just spent. Six months down there setting up our little iron factory. My cousin had just gotten engaged, and and to, to really be competitive, we were gonna have to move the whole operation to China and go set everything up there. And neither one of us was willing to do yeah, that. So yeah. we, we we pretty much, you know, a business like that can't really be sold because it's just so you know yeah. hands on right. on the ground. Who's yeah, gonna go down there? gonna go down there and do what we're doing? So uh, we 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 closed that up, and and uh, uh, he went off and did his own thing, and and I was at kind of a crossroads, so I didn't know what I wanted to do, yeah. uh, although I, I, I did know that it was still kind of a, a historic time and the real estate market prices were still low, 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 right. and I wanted to get into uh, buying rental properties and, and you know my family was in Connecticut, so I had, had, headed back to Connecticut and figured out a way to start buying uh, houses, no money down.
0: Wow. So I, I want to take a second because you, you went through a whole lot of stuff and not not because that's you were actually bringing it out in your brain, so it was kind of cool. But, I mean, like for me, I'm like, you're like, how old were you when you did the three years for the furniture? Like roughly 25 to 28? Uh, yeah, I,
1: I want to say uh, probably like, 28 to 30 we 27 to 30 we did two two, three years
0: i'm I'm just saying like for me like i'm putting myself in your shoes like while you're talking like i'm in it like i was like selling furniture i was in guatemala like i was feeling like what you were talking about going like that is like you're just flying by the seat of your pants like you never stopped you know you went from traveling to this thing and then you're all of a sudden like doing this amazing you know Hey, man, it sounds like a cool idea. We're, we're back in the States, and, hey, we know people in Guatemala. Let's, like, start this whole thing. But I can imagine you're shipping containers overseas. Mm-hmm. Like, the giant containers that you see on the train we saw today. Exactly. And the, and the boats and stuff. And you're, like, furniture. and I mean, it just it's just such a trip how people can just... Like their their life can change like that. And then you're like one well, day you're like, this isn't working out. We gotta exactly. do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've been grinding for three years with this freaking furniture <laughs> flying back and forth and now all of a sudden you're just like, eh, we just gotta let it go. And so where did you have money to start investing? To be a, a, a landlord, kind of multi, you know. When I
1: moved back to Connecticut, I moved back to Connecticut with eighty thousand dollars worth of debt on my credit card. Oh,
0: okay. so, so negative money. <laughs> I had no money. <laughs> I was so that, excited. That, 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 <laughs> that,
1: that's that's why I said I figured out how to buy property with no money down. Yeah. I mean, real estate was cheap, and right. people didn't want it, and nobody wanted to be a landlord. Everybody uh-huh. was trying to convince me not to do it, and. Um, but I figured, you know, I've, geez, I, geez, I, I, I bought a house with no money down. I'm making 500 bucks a month profit right. on it. I'm like, well, it's not a bad deal, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I bought another one. I bought another one. I bought it. We kept, kept, yeah. Know, yeah, buying them. So yeah. And you know, I got to the point where I was buying houses that were making a thousand dollars a month. Right. And. Uh, and, and that's how I that's how I got into the real estate.
0: That's awesome. So I was just trying to think uh, that, that part where you just brought up the, about the $80,000. And that's another thing that people, you know, you always hear these stories how people say, like, I came to America with nothing in my pocket. And, you know, it's literal. Like, you are saying you didn't have a job. Like, you sold. Like, your job was the furniture. Yep. And you were $80,000 in debt. Correct. So, you know, like, that's what always trips me out when people talk about these success stories. It's not... They came from money. It's not they came from success. It's they came from, I. what else am I going to do? Like, you know, I have no money. I got to do something. And you figured out a way to buy a house, then turn that into a, a profit. And again, $500 a month wasn't probably a lot of money, but it's like that was something. Was $500 right? <laughs> yeah. more than the zero that I was yeah. getting before. So net. were you, were, now here's my thing is, so a lot of times when I have different guests on, they're working. So were you working through that? Nope. Okay, so... Were, I was not. Were you home? Like, living at home so, at
1: least? So when, when, I, when I went from New York to Connecticut okay. for several months, I was at my parents' house okay. at, you know, 30 years old. No, I um, know.
0: It wasn't like a, a, a joyous thing. I'm sure you're like, right. Mom, Dad, I'm 30, I shouldn't <laughs> exactly. be here. Exactly. But you're you're there, so you didn't have to take... That was like your free living, at least. Yeah, so, so actually,
1: before I even bought the rental property okay i was i was trying to network and make connections with with different realtors uh for you know foreclosures yeah and in a town about 45 minutes away north uh, in nice area i you know through my networking realtor said ah here's here's the lockbox code go check this house out and i walked in i'm like wow this place is absolutely amazing and it was you know
0: dirt 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 cheap yeah like $32,000 no not that cheap so I mean oh.
1: it was like a 4,000 square foot place on six acres with a pond and it was $150,000 was what, what I got <laughs> still it for. that's insane exactly so yeah. I figured out how to go and get a mortgage with that that covered the entire thing right I had uh, three buddies move in with me and the three buddies, the rent that they paid covered my mortgage, taxes, and, and insurance. Ah, okay. So, so that was still your no, first... still still no job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was able to buy that house and, and cover the mortgage. Wow. And from there, I started to buy the the multifamilies. Got with No money down. Got it. You know, now when you say talk about buying property, no money down, it's kind of a taboo thing nowadays sure. because totally different time. You got to yep. got to realize when when I was doing it, I was. Legit buying a house that was legitimately probably worth one hundred and twenty-five thousand. I was buying it for ninety thousand. Right. And you know, with the idea that on paper I'm putting down thirty grand, you know, whatever it was, I wasn't. Right. But, but that's what I was doing. So, it's I was buying with no money down, but it is almost the same thing as if I was putting money down because I'm buying a hundred and twenty-five sure. thousand dollar house for ninety grand. Right. So. What happened in in the mid two thousands? People those exact same houses, okay, that I bought for ninety grand, I sold them in oh5 and oh6 for about three hundred apiece. Right. I sold them to people who moved up. were coming from New York. Cause New York real estate was so expensive. Right. They were buying no money down, but they were paying three hundred grand. Right. So they were getting a loan for three hundred grand. Right. To buy a house that I got a loan for for ninety grand right. uh, five, five years, years earlier. Ago. Yeah. And. That's when the whole buying with no money down, you know, that, you know, Started. caused problems yeah, yeah. and helped lead to the unraveling of the market. Yeah, and no, we were there.
0: I mean, we bought our uh, Sunset House, which was our second home, in, in exact 2004. And it was like, sort of peak, you know, but it was like the whole, uh, like, you, you could do the whole uh, pick-a-pay. Pick Pick a payment. Remember? Mm. Did you, the loans. You, you could do like interest only interest loans. Only. Right. You didn't right. have to pay principal interest. Right. right. It was right. like, oh, why would I pay if I can pay two grand instead of $3,500? i am just paying interest, which is at least better than nothing. And I would buy a house. And like you said, they'd turn around. What was it? 2008? Right. Boom. You know? Exactly. That's yep. and then that house which we owed seven twenty five went down to three hundred thousand dollars exactly and that's what you were telling me last night how yep. these homes that were worth so much went poof, just like that yep. but that's the good news you were renting not not saying the rent market goes with the sale market but you you were telling me like you're not a you weren't a a flipper you know you're more like. Keep the homes, keep the properties, rent them. Yep. And that was kind of a yeah. Yeah, and those
1: those values did go down, but luckily for me, I was very in tune to the market. Oh, okay. And I sold almost all my places in in oh five oh six. Ah. And uh, the the mistake that I made was I started redeploying the the capital too quickly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so right. I, so you know the the beginning of 07, I was I was buying property now at saying, a high dollar. But but. But about ten percent lower than it would have bought, would have went for the year before. Yes, so I was correct. like, "Wow, I'm getting a ten percent savings." <laughs> and then next year, you're like, Shit. but if I had just held, if I had just waited another three or four years, yeah. yes, I, yeah, I would have been buying them for much less. And, and as a matter of yeah. fact, you know, when when I was selling my properties in in Bristol, the mm-hmm. dozen places that I that I sold, I told my realtor, I said, I said. You watch. I said, I'm going to buy these places back. I will buy these same places back mm-hmm. in not too long in, in the future. And he, and he, he didn't really understand. Did, either, he yeah. either didn't understand or he didn't believe. He didn't think I knew what I was talking right, about. Right. And I actually did. I bought back four of the places. That I paid initially roughly ninety grand, right. sold them for about three hundred. I bought them back for between 80 and one hundred. Nice. For the place, so they were foreclosures. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I, I saw what you was going to happen. I saw what was going to happen. Because I had, you know, these meatball kids from New York came up and bought them with no money down. They didn't know what they were doing. They're right. out of state, absentee landlords, and they let the places
0: just kind of get run into the ground. Right. Which then drives the value down. And you saw that. That's pretty cool. So, um,. The, uh, the thing, the only last thing I want to hit on is just where are you at now? Like you're living a life. You've got some cool, you know, you're kind of a little crazy, uh, jumping in ice ponds and stuff <laughs> on your property. I mean, I know mean, you still do what you do, right? Yeah. You're still a landlord, right? Still like, a landlord. Yeah. And we're in some tough times now because
1: our, uh, our, our, our king of the state or governor that, that is, uh, where, where we live in uh, Connecticut. Okay. He's had some, uh, edicts, uh. Um, some executive orders, and one of them is he he has a an eviction moratorium in place. Ah, oh, that's right. And You're talking so, about that. you know the the it, it all sounds good. It all sounds very noble. We're going to protect people from being evicted in these terrible times of COVID. But it's a hundred percent unnecessary, mm. and it's unnecessary because anybody who's not working, uh, as far as the people who rent from me, mm-hmm. they have been making more money with the federal unemployment state right. unemployment and federal unemployment than they were when they were working. Right. Now if for some reason they're not well the government is paying their rent for them anyways. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of money that that pays tenants rent for them. Right. So it's totally unnecessary and the people right now I I think I told you the only reason why I recently joined Facebook was so that I could join this landlord group that a buddy of mine started. It's mm. about 2,500 landlords on it, and everybody says that people who are not paying are only paying because there's an eviction are only not paying because there's an eviction warrant mm-hmm. in place. They're all working, every single one of them, mm-hmm. and they just say to the landlord, "I saw it on TV. The governor said there's a you can't evict me. I'm not paying. Right. I'm going to stay here for as long as it takes you to get a sheriff here." Right. And I know a lot of landlords, they have people who have been there for over a year who haven't paid, and of course the government's doing nothing to help the landlords. I mean, absolutely nothing. Right, there's there's right. nothing in place to help landlords. No. Virtually all other small businesses are, are yeah, being, being helped. The renters and, yeah, are yeah, being yeah. helped. Everybody's being helped except that the, the landlords are the ones forced to to provide free workers. housing. We're yeah, basically yeah. being forced to work for free, shell out our own money to provide heat and housing and everything else for, for these people and they are just, they're just not paying.
0: Right, but they're collecting. It's a terrible injustice. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because you're right. They're like, oh, well, they think you're wealthy, but you're like, I, I was only making money because I was renting houses, therefore, you're taking my income away too, right? Right, and I'm yeah. doing this to you know feed myself and feed my right. family. Right. You've you got know, a family to feed. 90%
1: yeah. of all the landlords in, in the States are small mom-and-pop
0: businesses, and right. that's what I am
1: without the mom. It's right. just me. It's <laughs> just a pop.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, I just want to wrap up with Jeff Mita. Um, he's a guy I just met in the Desert House um and he's a pretty interesting guy i whoa he slams his whiskey child sure. <laughs> uh, i just i was enthralled with his story story last night he's kind of a firebug, um but i love that about him he blows shit up he loves burning stuff i mean he you know not just here i mean you show me stuff he's a, he's an yeah. adventure guy he jumps through frozen stuff he's got a cool ass jeep does rock climbing um you know i just just check him out uh he's pretty cool um and uh and um I think your story is pretty amazing. Now, do you have, you're only on Facebook, so no one can like follow your shit? I, Like I, the cool ass videos I, I, that you posted? I've never posted
1: anything. Okay. I, I recently joined yeah. Facebook. Um, I have lots of videos on my phone. I've never, I've never, never posted one thing. And that's fine. That
0: that's kind of a cool thing. Maybe, you're a maybe, humbling maybe, person. Maybe, maybe I
1: should. Maybe I should post something. You should
0: definitely put the one where you're jumping in freaking an ice pond. I mean that that's shit that people don't do every day. Yeah, show you that video. Yes, last okay. night. Yeah, you you were swinging on a rope. <laughs> you were probably drinking if you don't remember. <laughs> he's swinging on a rope and he jumps into a pond of ice and he's got to swim through ice with his elbows. <laughs> to get back to land because he has a swing in the winter. I mean, it's just like, that's, that, I was like, this guy has to be on. Last time I am like, you've got to have this on YouTube. He's like, I don't even post, I don't even have social media. I'm like, what the frick is like, that's just good shit. Like, people should see that is what I'm saying. So I'll put a couple up uh, on the video for sure. You'll have already seen them by now probably. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for, for telling your story. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and I know we didn't get through a lot of whiskey. Thanks for but the bourbon. I don't think it matters. We're going to drink more well, of this but, later. But we actually did get through quite a bit of bourbon last night. Yeah, uh, night before. that's why we're all kind of in a calm mode.
1: But uh, yeah.